Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I am Clay Cunningham, joined, as always, by Adam Kurtz. And, uh, Adam, if I can be serious for a minute, I want to touch on something. Uh, you brought it to my attention recently that uh, a loyal listener of ours, uh, Kyle Bloyd, uh, apparently took umbrage with something I said. Um, apparently... He was recently at a Dairy Queen drive-through or something like that, listening to our show, and uh, rolled down the window and was mortified to hear me yelling, "Whoa! Look at the nads of those pig on that pig!" Uh, in our discussion of Most Wanted, and I apparently he's demanded an apology. Am I right? Yes, and I, I think he deserves one. Okay. Well, then you know what, Kyle, if you're listening, I just like to say I'm sorry that you're such a crybaby wuss bag. You want an apology? You come on this show and make me apologize, soy boy! Boom! Wow. Shots fired! Holy we, cow. Hey, we just had the most streams we've ever had in a week, so now feels like a perfect time to antagonize our audience. And wow. we're going to do it one by one, which we probably still can do with our small listener group. But we'll... And folks at home, Clay took his shirt off to say that, yeah, too. Well, My, that's, uh... He's ripped. I think he's been doing <laughs> at least 20 push-ups a day. You, you can't uh, challenge people who could probably kick your ass without getting into shape. And, but you know what? I, and now I'm ready to go. I don't... Uh, knowing both you and Kyle uh, reasonably well, I don't think there's any doubt he could kick your ass. So. Oh, well, that's well then. But he still hasn't come on the show, so we don't know. Yeah, it, 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 for, for all accounts, he's he's too cowardly to face me. But uh, again, you know, that's for another time and place. For this time and place, we got more episodes to talk about. Adam, this week we're talking about a pair where Beavis and Butthead are. Foolishly trusted by misguided people. The episodes in question are Babysitting and Substitute. I will again say, as always, some fun episodes. So let's have a fun conversation. Have more, as Adam would like to say, hot content. Starting out today, Babysitting aired January 14th, 1996. It was the eighth episode of season six. Written by Christopher Brown, Jeff Goldstone, and Mike Judge. Directed by Mike Judge, Annibet Kaplan. Synopsis. Beavis and Butthead agree to babysit some neighborhood kids in exchange for money and being able to watch a pro wrestling pay-per-view. Adam, what do you got on babysitting? Um, so, uh, I'm a fan of this episode, and uh, it's <laughs> it starts off... I'm going to put a lot of blame on the mom here, so I'll take you through, but the mom here really uh, is lacking some parental guidance, as you would think one who would hire Beavis and Butthead as babysitters uh, would. So uh, the boys initially see the kids in the front lawn of this woman's house. Uh, they're knocking on the door, and they want a reward for the kids. She's like, oh, the kids are just playing in the front yard, but he's like, no, they were on the sidewalk, so... Um, uh, part of me wonders if Beavis maybe had a little genuine concern and saying, yeah, maybe these kids shouldn't be out here. But then Butthead said, uh, 
well, maybe we can get like a reward for lost children or something. I'm guessing that's how they arrived at that point. Um, so they, the lady says, uh, no, I'm not going to give you a reward for them because they're just playing in the yard. But my husband is in town and I need somebody, or not her husband, but the, the boy's father's in town. And uh, they, she needs a sitter. Um, and the guys were just going to watch. I, I don't have the exact show title, Clay. I know you're good at documenting that. Tournament of Warriors 7. Which is a wrestling, uh, I won't say pay-per-view, but main, a wrestling event. Um, the guys are stoked they're going to get paid to watch the wrestling. Because the lady just says, eh, just turn on your wrestling and put the kids to bed by 10 p.m. And you're good. Um, the the uh, mom leaves. Guys are sitting there. They turn on wrestling. <laughs> I feel so bad for the kid. Kid's got a great bowl cut, though. It's a pumpkin <laughs> pie, bangs. It's beautiful bowl cut. Um, uh, a, tr- sh- a true 90s cut, too. That's, yes, uh, I, I believe both of us probably rocked something almost identical. I, Maybe not yes. a- that young, but yeah, it's that was 90s all over. I, I'd say, yeah, elementary school, middle school, that era. Oh, yeah. Mm. I know I've got at least a basketball pin with my bowl cut on there, but... Uh, the kid with the bowl cut tries to show the guys um, his toys, and Butt Head just says, that's stupid. I feel so bad for the kid. Um, then the, the there's two kids. There's an older one with the bowl cut, and then maybe like a one-year-old-ish can kind of stand on his own. Beavis really likes this kid, the younger kid. Um, the older one reminds them that they have to feed this kid, though, the, the baby, and Beavison goes and gets him a can of refried beans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Butthead's like, he can't eat open that stupid. And then Beavis goes and gets him a can opener. Um, <laughs> cut to a, a different room with toys. And uh, Butthead is helping the older one right on the wall. Which I found this interesting, Clay. Butthead can spell anthrax pretty much no problem. Can't read <laughs> at all anything. But Anthrax, he he has down. I think with it being a heavy metal band that he would probably be into, that, I mean, because, you know, there's definitely an idiot savant thing with them in music, particularly heavy metal. So, yeah, I mean, I I, can... It's not the first time he's written that somewhere he shouldn't have, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I I can buy that. Um, In this frame, though, we can see there's some stink lines coming from... Mm -hmm. uh, the baby's diaper, which uh, Beavis is just, again, reiterates how cool that kid is because he dumped in his pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, they say the diaper's full and just <laughs> that baby kicks ass. Um, Beavis and Butthead essentially kind of forget what they're doing. They're going through some toys, saying these toys are for little kids. Um, like, what were we supposed to do to get again? Um and they think, well, we're supposed to go to bed. Yeah. So the guys get into the kids' bunk beds. Um, and then the kids are, like, dirty, eating peanut butter out of a jar, watching TV, while the guys are asleep. The mom comes home. Again, doesn't even know their names. Hired them to watch the game. It's yeah. like, where are those babysitters I hired? <laughs> doesn't know their names at all. Comes in, is upset. I mean, yeah, I give her that. But uh, um, she's upset, kicks them out of the house. Uh, Butthead or Beavis, does Butthead, one of them ask for money. Um, the lady obviously isn't going to get of it to him. Uh, because, uh, but 
But Butthead blames Beavis on the way out the door because he mentioned poo. That's why they didn't, the, the kid poo, and that's why they didn't get paid. Uh, be, yeah, Beavis it, wanted extra money because of all the poo. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh, so they didn't get money, but Beavis said that's okay because he left a little treat in the bed, which he pooped <laughs> in the bed. So that's pretty much where it ends. Uh, again, uh, terrible parenting <laughs> in general. Um I don't know what what merit this lady thought she could should leave her kids with Beavis and Butthead. I give her an F on the scale of parenting. So, uh, in me being a parent, Clay, I think I would know. Yeah. Uh, so I I knew you were gonna throw that in my face. Well, as yeah, as has been you know really driven home multiple times this year. I'm not a parent, but like the, my first literally the first thing on my notes says fuck this mom because yeah <laughs> it's um. Not only that she's letting, like, yeah, the older one couldn't have been more than five, and the other one is a baby, still in diapers, just leaving them on the lawn, and leaves, and then, yeah, like you said, just leaves the, even though she clearly hears Beavis and Butthead say that she's going to pay us money to watch TV, like, doesn't, <laughs> like, right in front of her, and um, also, yeah, the sad point, like, she mentions, yeah, their father's in town, and apparently doesn't even think he should see the kids, which is, uh, yep. you know, a, a very, gets it off to kind of a sad moment, but that is kind of an aside to what I think is truly a, a joyous episode to watch, and for the main reason you hit, there is something so undeniably charming about the way Beavis interacts with this baby. As he starts off, first he tries to shake his hand. <laughs> and then, too, I love to... I, and, um, after a while, the baby kind of crawls up to him and just starts, like, cooing, just like... Ah, ah, ah. And, like as, and I love that Beavis just looks down and goes, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like he's taking in what he says. And then that kind of follows him with a sort of Cornholio-esque response, just like speaking in ton tongues, and you can make it, like, they, I know the last thing he says is, Pupukaka! And um, <laughs> also, um, uh, it, a big thing, too, is him. I love when, yeah, when, when they say the baby needs fed, and he comes back with a can of beans. I don't know why. I really just love that when he sets it down, he just goes, here you go, booby booby. <laughs> just, just the booby booby thing. And uh, you're right, the stink lines, I, I didn't notice that the first time. I think that's kind of one, it kind of, it's kind of like a wide shot because you see uh, Butthead and the other kid drawing on the wall and you can just see stink lines. And that's, that's the, the one that really steals it for me because, yeah, Butthead asked, did you smell, did, did ask Beavis you cut the cheese? And it gets to the point where, you know, they realize the baby took a dump and then Butthead says, that's cool. And it just, I love that. Yeah, I'm telling you, Butthead, that kid kicks ass. <laughs> and this is the thing we've kind of talked about a lot. Like, it's really effective writing and then it works more than just, because it's easy to say, it's like, well, yeah, of course, Beavis relates because the baby's one of the few people as smart as he is. And like, there's an element to that, but it, it, it connects on a real level. Like it's actually fun to watch him interact yeah. with this kid. It's uh, I wouldn't encourage Beavis, you know, have children or even be a babysitter. But like, like maybe supervised babysitting if if Be like if the parent was still there. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a thing, but um, 
hey, come over and watch my kid, old person. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get. Um, but uh, I think this always goes back to how terrible of an influence Butthead is on Beavis. Mm-hmm. How Beavis, out of the two, could, and maybe even together, maybe Butthead just knows he, he can manipulate Beavis how he wants to. But again, we've always said, if you separate the two, Beavis would have a chance at being a nicer person than he uh, appears to be with Butthead. Yeah. And um, yeah, overall, it's a very fun, very fun episode. I, I'm, I, I really enjoy it a lot. I mean, even though, you know, you know, we do get more stuff with the shit. Again, yeah, fuck this mom. Because, yeah, she comes <laughs> back and just, you know, just just continues to be awful. And um, I will say, like, is there, like the Tournament of Warriors thing fate got phased out really quickly. Like, they, they watched it briefly and then the kid changed the channel and they were pissed. And then they kind of got distracted just going through the toy box, which was kind of, kind of odd. And it was also uh, not not a knock on the episode, but certainly odd that Beavis demanded more money because of all the poop, particularly since some of yeah. it we learned was his. <laughs> I think he would have taken it at a discount with his infatuation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But um, but but yeah. Otherwise, just. Um, just to, it, it, you don't say this about very often. It's a charming episode in its yeah. own way. It's it. I I, just, I really I really love the stuff with uh with uh with Beavis and the baby. But do we love the content of the videos as much? Let's oh, find out. We that's got a, a great segue. We got a threefer here. No more I love yous by Annie Lennox. I love you by Vanilla Ice and I got a girl by Trippin' Daisy Adam. What do you got to say? Overall, videos okay. Um, I liked in the Annie Lennox song they referred to Bette Midler as Butt Midler. Yep, <laughs> that's the first uh, thing I wrote down too. Beavis came up with a uh, nice knock knock joke in that episode or in that video with knock knock. Butthead says, "Who's there?" and he goes, "You're a you're a butt munch, dill hole, etc., etc." You get a, a real kick out of it. You're a butt munch, dill hole, dumbass, and a turd. And I just love. <laughs> and he's so proud of himself. Even points out, like, I just came up with that. <laughs> it's just nice to yes. see Beavis get a. I mean, it's not particularly clever, but it's nice to see him get excited about you know his Absolutely. version of a zinger. Uh, Vanilla Ice, I just, uh, the song's just terrible. Like, mm-hmm. y- you look back at Vanilla Ice in general, you get Ice Ice Baby because of the uh, uh, the sample. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, I, good God, that song was terrible. Yes. Um, the Tripping Daisy, I got, I, I got a girl. If that isn't a puddle of mud, she hates me at the start. Almost identical. I don't know. You'll have to go back and listen to that, man. It's almost the exact same, like, intro and kind of feel. Feels Hmm. like the same damn song. Um, I love, though, when they they unzip the body bag and Butthead just goes, zip him up. Yeah. (laughs) He sucks. It's, oh, oh, that, yeah, I love the perfectly time because, yeah, it's just the music starts and just, like, yeah, he gets two lines in. It's it's perfectly timed, just... (laughs) Because yeah, yeah, he's lying in a body bag. <laughs> Zip him back up. <laughs> Perfect timing. That's all I had. Um, but I got one other thing post videos. But I'll let you get your thoughts on the oh, video. Okay. Well, the only other thing I noticed was it felt like uh, another thing during uh, Tripping Daisy. Uh, Butthead almost kind of—I don't even remember what they said—but he kind of 
summoned his Hank Hill Tom Anderson because Beavis said something in Butthead. So, boy, I tell you, Beavis, you're a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you could get, yeah, you definitely hear, I almost said the Mike Judge influence. I don't know, but you could tell it's just, yeah, him kind of molding his characters together. But uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you got mostly everything. Yeah, we, we had with similar observations in the videos, but you said you had more. I don't think we've talked about this in any of the episodes we've done here on Buff Coat and Beaver Clay, but I watched this episode on a different platform than I've watched um, all the other episodes for this. And something I think we missed that I, I tried to incorporate when I was editing, but I couldn't find enough of these, or, or any really on YouTube, um, the transitions, when they would go to break, they would show kind of the the the... the opening image of them you know mm -hmm. um and then the announcer would say something yeah i want to i want to see more of those maybe i just not watching on the more platforms and we can talk about this later but i on this platform i watched he said when we return a dangerous surgery in an attempt to separate beavis and Mudhead. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are funny to me they are funny I, i've yeah. not been able to find enough of them uh, when when watching, yeah, I, I know there are some like I know there's one about talking about Beavis and Butthead doing a jump over Snake River Canyon, and it's got like a nice <laughs> eagle sound effect. And then there's another one just like Beavis Butthead and a fistful of laxatives. It's a recipe for wackiness or something of those lines. Those are yeah. it, it's yeah. I, that's a good yeah. That's a good catch because I I guess I hadn't really thought to talk about them, but yeah, those are pretty funny, and it, it's yeah just. The way that I watch most of the episodes, yeah, they're not there. Yeah, exactly. So if anybody has any uh, tips on uh, where we can see more of those or where they're included more with the episodes, please let us know. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, it's it's a it could be a nice additional fun talking point. But uh, I have no additional fun talking points for this one, Adam. You're you've given me the thumbs up, so we're gonna take a pause and then be right back for our discussion of substance. Lifelong friends sustain the relationship when one of them is suddenly named to the Supreme Court. Stay tuned for more Beavis and Butthead. Back again on Buff Coat and Beaver. And Adam, you know, something, you know, in America, sometimes we like to say, let's go get some Chinese food. But in China, do they ever say, let's go get some food? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what the fuck is this shit? My broadcast partner has a six-year-old daughter, and he's supposed to explain this to her? God, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, fuck! People, okay? I, I, pe people say don't hit the hot-button issues. You're too fire-blooded, and I, I thought I could do it. I'm sorry. Oh, God I'm damn finally it. finally broken. I knew this day would come, Clay. I'm, I'm here for you. And our listeners are here. Okay, for you well, just and, and I'm here for you if you ever have to have that unpleasant conversation with, uh, you know. Okay, I, I won't. I won't you're say the first her first person I, I will come to. I won't say her name just to protect her, but I well, mean, thank you. Well, just obviously, you can only protect her so much, though. But it, either way, like again, enough enough of my political soapboxing and the end of what is <laughs> probably the worst bit I've ever done. But I don't care. Like I said, we're 15 months into this and we've almost made $50. We don't, hey, <laughs> we can afford to, right. yeah, we, like, that's, 
We can afford to experiment. Yeah, we can lose a few sponsors. Who cares? Yeah. If it, it, hey, you don't give somebody, you don't give a hot-blooded guy like me a platform if you don't want controversial opinions. But uh, anyway, Adam, tell us about Substitute. The episode aired March 5th, 1996. It was season six, episode 17. After Van Driesen has an accident, a carefree substitute teacher is put in charge of his class, Clayton. Um, I was kind of surprised by just how brutal the opening of this episode is. Um, it starts, uh, yeah, Van Driesen is talking, like he's expressing some displeasure about some bad test scores. And uh, to try to get everybody sort of right, he does these this sort of exercise. He tries to do some mental exercises, and he gets on his desk. He sits on, like, he, he, try, he gets in I guess, what he called the lotus position, like when we were a kid, we used to say you're sitting Indian style, but apparently, I believe, according to my uh, teacher sister-in-law, I believe you're supposed to now say crisscross. Crisscross na- applesauce. Oh, I was, I was doing a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say crisscross Native American sauce, and we were going <laughs> to laugh hysterically, but uh, well, anyway, sorry, I ruined it. You ruined another I tried, show. I tried to be on the same page. Finish your sentence. Well, well, well. I mean. That's you, you can't try to predict me, baby. But um, I, I don't like I don't want to call you baby again. I'm sorry. But um, but anyway, um, so he gets in that position and falls head first onto the floor. And man, am I wrong? Like it is brutal. Like it's just like you just hear the it's very soft, but it just like oh, like I, I, I kind of. <laughs> went back i mean was i like did you clench when you when you saw that too no i laughed i i, I mean i laughed but it's also <laughs> just like oh my god it's just <laughs> i i didn't know oh i mean obviously it was brutal but yeah i uh, van Driesen is his crept his way possibly to being my favorite character honestly i love him i love the start <laughs> Yeah, I love the fall. So as brutal as it was, I loved it. Yeah, it's it's good. But I just I, I didn't remember it kind of like ugh, like hitting that hard. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it knocks him out of commission, and it leads to an appearance by uh, Jim the Substitute, who is very much in the Dead Poets Society vein. You know, he's talking, just you know comes in like, hey, everybody got to seize the day, sort of just one of those obnoxious types. Stands on the desk. Yeah. Um, but, um, he, um, and he starts, you know, just by going around, trying to talk to people and just, you know, ask Butthead what's his, what his name is. And Butthead says his name is Joe, like, like Joe Mama. And he's just like, oh, Joe Mama, that's great. And then he gets to Beavis and bless his heart. Beavis, he says his name's Jack. And yeah, it's what, Jack what? (laughs) Jack Mama. (laughs) Just... Yeah, the guy just asked for creativity. Too. Yeah, he's just. I think he said, "What did he say?" Like, "Yeah, well, nice try, anyway." But he goes to the other cat. I mean, one of them uh, gives him the fake name Hugh G. Rection. The other one calls herself Miss Ogeny, which they all love. And then I love Butthead just declares, "This guy's a dumbass. He'll believe anything." <laughs> and um, yeah, just a good start. And then. Um, it cuts to them. They're walking in the lo- in, in the hallway. I don't know why I I last, but like there's just an open locker, and Beavis just like he noticed that hey, there's an open locker, and Butthead just 
let's close it for him. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but um, and then they just. I think it's because no matter what, if it's an insult or they're going to do something stupid or maybe just do somebody a kindness. Yeah. It's that cadence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, yeah. But they slam it, and um, it we as it happens because it's apparently it's right outside Van Dreesen's classroom, and we see some cracks uh, happening above the chalkboard. So they're really putting it into it, and uh, they walk into the classroom, and um, uh, Jim asks them like he's leading a discussion. Where everybody's got a desk around, and when Beavis and Butthead comes in, he, he comes in and he asks uh, if they liked the Superman comics he lent them, only to find out that Butthead says they gave them away to a kid after he showed them a dead deer, <laughs> which just <laughs> hilarious. Just in Jim's all four, he's like, "That's a smart yeah. decision. Life yeah. experience Life is ex- way better than reading books." <laughs> <This> book <right. laughs> and um, it also comes to the climax of the episode, where one of the kids comes in, uh, the Hugh G. Rection, who we've seen before. I don't know if, if they've ever said his name, um, but he gives like a diorama that all the kids made for him. And then he's touched, and then Butthead makes a point to say that Beavis and Butthead didn't help because they don't do that stuff. And then, and then Jim just like, oh, I guess what well, I guess I'm supposed to get mad because that's what the system cho- tells me to do. But I'm gonna show you something, boys. Uh, I, I I trust you, and I'm gonna prove it. And he stands up on the desk like to do a trust fall. Now it's a weird thing. You know exactly what's going to happen, yet. I don't know, maybe I still had a complete sense of dread. I, I can remember watching this the first time, just as soon as he gets on that desk, just like, oh, no. It just goes, and then he does like the, the trust fall. He goes back expecting to catch them. Naturally, they don't. It leads to another like real hard smack on the ground, and uh, everybody uh, kind of panicking except Beavis and Butthead, who do point out that they think they were supposed to catch him. but um it's kind of i don't know it's a little sad just because i mean the guy was a doofus but people did seem to adapt to his bullshit so kind of a sad outcome and kind of speaking of a sad outcome uh van driesen comes back with a neck brace on and one crutch only to be laughed at because he assigned them to read uh emily dickinson's a narrow fellow in the grass and then uh, with a nice bit of reincorporation, uh, the chalkboard, which has the cracks, <laughs> falls in on him. <laughs> and then the episode ends uh, just, uh, yeah, another good example of guy. Just what happens when you trust Beavis and Butthead to do anything. I really liked Jim the Substitute. Uh, I uh... He threw, I think he, you, you might have missed the initial crack when he was saying how cool of a guy he was, tossed this textbook at the chalkboard, and it made that initial crack. Oh, yeah. And the lockers cracked it even further, and then Van Really planted a lot of seeds here in this Yes. One, uh, for for a, a very small joke to end the episode. I like it, though. That's what I was wondering, like, in the writing room. I bet that was, you know, did they start with that? Okay, we're going to have Van Driesen get... Crumbled by the chalkboard here. How do we? How many times can we hit the uh, the same crack and grow that crack? But I, is there somebody uh, fictional or in real life that you could have said, 
won't catch you on a trust fall more than Beavis and Butthead oh, no, on I, the that, initial. Yeah, thing. that's why it's kind of, especially, I think maybe it rings true at, because I know I was, you know, so not off put, but so just kind of taken by just how nasty Van Driesen's fall. So that adds to it because he's just like, like, because this whole thing is just like, yeah, I'm anti-establishment. I don't trust the system, man. I'm, I'm a cool guy you can trust. And of course they weren't going to catch him. Yes. Any trust in Beavis and Butthead is too much given. Um, but Van Driesen, man, I just... Butthead twice says, we scored... No, butthead, you literally got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't score. That's the problem. Um, it's I, man, that the lotus position to that fall. He tries to grab the computer too, and he's down. Oh, that's and you know I've uh, gone to some yoga with my wife, and I'm very my hips are. I need Chubbs Peterson to loosen up my hips because they're just really <laughs> tight. So I can, I can sympathize. Uh, um, I'm exactly the person who tries to get into a stance and then kind of falls out of it. Essentially, yoga is me trying to not fart the entire time. I, I think but, that's a uh, common that's a common thing, right? Yes, it's. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, falling out of a position that rough. I've never done, but I can fa- say I've felt fallen out of a position before. So, I, I, Mr. Van Driesen, I, I feel for him. It surprises me because it was always a point because I'm highly inflexible and I. You know, it's I've been ridiculed by you many times going back to when I was probably 13 that I can't sit crisscross applesauce like I can't do it. It's uh, I need to post a wedding picture of you where they're just a mild bend. The photographers say, hey, just take a mild bend here. And oh, yeah. Take somebody a mild... who's like six, three, three hundred. <laughs> did it No problem. And that I mean, yeah, it. A lot of that was my inflexibility. If I remember correctly, we had to do like 15 takes of that. Just get the fucking photo. Uh, one other thing that people won't care about but uh, reminded me of us during this episode is, I don't know if you, we had an open house. I think it was seventh grade where everybody had to wear name tags. And I, I put Ben Dover. Hello, my name is oh, Ben wow. Dover. Not knowing any of what it meant. My parents had to be mortified when they saw I was actually wearing that. I remember one of our <laughs> so, math teachers specifically reading it and being like, <laughs> but I, me just thinking, it was, you know, I think I saw it in a Spencer's gift once. <laughs> so I wrote it on there thinking I'd be funny. And is, it kind of was. It's, well, this is kind of right because last week we talked about how Beavis and Butthead like made the Mike Hunt joke and then laughed and didn't get it. So it's <laughs> yes. a, right in that vein. More flattering real world comparison between them <laughs> and us. So uh, were these videos flattering in your mind? Extreme, wholehearted, Jamie Walters, hold on, and Chavez break up the, your band. Uh, I, I like the fact that Butthead totally dupes Beavis during the extreme one because like when it starts it's just kind of a standard I mean I guess it, it rocks slightly harder than more than words which is the one extreme song I know yes. um, he's just like yeah I, I kind of like this and, you, and Beavis is like what what you do like total surprise and then Butthead just keeps talking about the things he likes until Beavis is like yeah you know what I'm kind of in this <laughs> into this too <laughs> Butthead revealed no this sucks I like this <laughs> Poor Beavis, just uh, uh, (laughs) more strong openings with the the Jamie Walters where like the first line of the song is, I don't want to see you. And Beavis says, I don't want to see you either. And then 
Uh, Chavez, it has sort of an odd thing. Like they point out that they hate the song, but they like the video. And I found that particularly strange because as soon as they start praising the video, there's a speedoed man gyrating <laughs> yes. on stage. Uh, yeah, just no, the, they don't take it back either. Really. No, it's like it almost seems to like enhance their their enjoyment. But um, and also, I, I, like uh, Butthead also points out like. Uh, I bet you could score with some of those chicks in the audience by just going up to them and saying, hey, baby, I'm not in the band. <laughs> At the end of that video, too, they said, uh, yeah, this video is something for everyone. If you like dudes shaking their butts, lions, and music that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamie Walters, Clay, was an actor on Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. And he also sang, was the lead singer on the track how do you talk to an angel oh um which was the theme song for the heights i think a show was called so it was just a theme but like it was just a recording but it was on the radio i remember that song oh yeah i remember that song how do you talk to an angel yes sir so you you and these little musician tidbits that's a you're the tit you're the music tidbit guy on at least on this show but yeah it's a i'll take it Okay, uh, best episode, Adam. Is it babysitting or substitute? You make the call. Uh, substitute for me. Van Driesen does it for me. The I liked the arc of the crack throughout the episode and eventually uh, damning Van Driesen at the end. Uh, substitute Jim. The, the, the class's scores increased. He got along with Beavis and Butthead. He did a great job as a substitute but still suffered the ill fate. I like substitute better. Okay. This one, <clears throat> normally when I do these, I tend to feel like I have a pretty good idea. Uh, fairly certain. I'm usually fairly certain what I think is going to be the best one. And I think babysitting entered as the heavy favorite. And I like, I, in, in everything I liked about it going in, I, I like just as much here. I will say substitute. I didn't remember as much. I remembered the trust fall, and I remembered Jack Mama. Uh, but, man, that dead deer joke really made me laugh. Like, just... Um, Is there uh, an upset here? I'm, that said, I, I mean, I really had to think about it. I'm still going to go with babysitting okay. because everything with Beavis and the baby was just... It's just... It's delightful. It's one of my favorite interactions I've seen on the show. Like you mentioned last week, how um, uh, Dumbasses Anonymous one was basically like a, a, a buzzer beating shot with the belch of the guy at the end. Uh, <laughs> this, this to me, this was like the Butler versus Duke national championship game. And that deer joke was Gordon Hayward's half court shot going three quarters <laughs> of the way down, rolling out. Very close, but I, I'm still going to go with my original pick babysitting though very close all right clay well do i wrap things up now i know we're paying by the minute now so I, we gotta be brief here yes that's uh as but we're making cash by the minute too yes baby. As i'll call it. you baby all day oh, oh. <laughs> all right but uh yeah Adam, how, uh, do, people, how, how do folks get a hold of us uh email us at buffcoat and beaver pod at gmail.com uh butthole and joe on twitter search on facebook but uh Buffcoat and Beaver pod as well. Anything I'm missing? I don't believe so. Oh, what are we talking about next week? Oh, next week. 
subject to change, rabies scare, and patience, patience, spelled like doctor's patience, B&B, go to the doctor, so make sure you tune in next week. Come on, folks. Boobie, boobie, <laughs>